Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. With the guests, we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a very cold guy, Rob. Ice to meet you. Hey, Jesse, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> so, uh, today we're going to be talking about the Blizzard 2. Which, if I'm remembering correctly, I think you are also on the uh, the Blizzard the, One episode. Yes, uh, this guy is not from Hungary, I think. He's just some dude. Yeah, he's he's so much of a just a dude. Um, he is an Iron Man villain, mm-hmm. which means he it's a guy in a suit. Yep. So we'll get to that in a little bit more. I do like the I do like the design a lot. Yes. Okay, I have a question for you. Uh huh. Would you consider the boots he's wearing pirate boots? <laughs> oh no, they're they're like um, much like uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Billy Crystal. They're ice pirate boots. Because that, that that was a movie, Ice Pirates. I know. <laughs> we're we're leaving the era of pirate boots. Of, like, everyone having pirate boots, and I'm very sad. Also, wow, I completely misremembered who was in Ice Pirates. I don't know why I thought it was Billy Crystal and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. It's uh, it's Angelica Houston, Ron Perlman, and uh, Bruce Volanche, apparently. Ooh. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about Blizzard 2, who's this guy is uh, Donald Gill. Or Donald Donnie Gill. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't describe his outfit. No, okay, he, so he's a guy in a suit. Um, I do like the design of it. I wish they maybe didn't draw a straight line down to his crotch. Um, I mean, it's kind of, you know, the kind of the, the sort of Spider-Man design, except it's uh, ice-themed. Yeah. Like, it has kind of like a, a jagged, like, top, which I'm assuming. I'm looking at the essential version of this handbook, which is black and white. So... I'm assuming white and blue. White and blue. blue. Okay. Um, but his shoulders uh, has a design that goes all the way down to the crotch, which is just, it just guides you right down to it. Like, and uh, fairly normal, fairly normal. The rest of it's fairly normal, just gloves and boots. But the boots are uh, kind of jaggedy and kind of piratey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so he's a professional criminal. And mercenary. Uh, his identity is publicly known. So people walking down the street be like, hey, Gil, and be like, hey, I'm, I'm freezing here. Get it, get it, get Freezes. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's a citizen of the United States with a uh, criminal record. Mm-hmm. No other known aliases. Unrevealed birthplace. It has since been revealed to be Newark, Delaware, the most evil of Delaware cities. That it sounds very evil. I, so evil, I've never heard of it. Probably because it's a secret base. Uh, it's it's see, it's not very big. They've they've got a big sign out front. You know, New, welcome to Newark, Delaware, home of the second blizzard. Oh, 
See, it's uh, it's uh, very good, uh, good to be known for. Mm-hmm. Um, his marital status is unrevealed. Have we had revealed marital? No, okay, never mind. Blade Hat was presumably single. Currently We're single. Currently single. But we have had two. We've had two. Uh, presumably, yes. Presumably singles. Uh, they're, they're, married. A lot, they're a lot more cautious about making stuff up in this one. Well, you know, I, yeah, I guess you would have to be because once you have the original book out, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, the original book. Hey, where's Modoc from? And it doesn't say in the comics. Screw you. He's from Maine. But I mean, he's a Mainer for sure. Oh yeah, you Although, better be uh, you aim guys. Better be oh, go uh, fighting that Captain America there. I would love to have Modoc speak a Mainer. Just accent. like Fred Gwynn from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> It'd be very good. <laughs> Presumably born in the U. Well, sorry, I already said that. Uh, former employee of Justin Hammer, much like a lot of the other um, Iron Man villains. Um, and his first appearance was Iron Man issue two twenty three in October nineteen eighty seven. Counterforce. Ooh. I mean, I don't know what to say about this cover besides meh. Like it, you have. I'm assuming Force, who is another suited, armored guy. I am actually a big sucker for guy reflected in another guy's helmet or something covers, so I really like this. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, I've, maybe, maybe I've, uh, maybe I'm just uh, being a little hard on it, but, you know, we have, we have Force, who is a besuited person, mm-hmm. uh, who's, has big ol' eyes, um, on their suit and reflected in, we have the silver. Sil- is that the silver centurion one? Yes. Or I think of a different. Yeah. Nope. Uh, silver, that's the silver centurion. Yes, yeah, silver centurion uh, suit that uh, Tony wore for a while. Just flying at him. It looks like at a curve, because that'd be a really weird way to fly if you weren't curving yes. towards them. And forces doing that. Shake like I mean, not shaking. Uh, clenching his fists. Yeah, he's got like charging up his force beams or whatever. Yeah, you know we have the uh, the Iron Man logo that looks like riveted metal. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this is kind of what I think of when I think of like eighties Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty close to it. What I think normally. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he fights the Captain in like five issues. Okay, so. Very little has yet been revealed by the past, I mean, of the, about the past of Donnie Gill, the second Blizzard. It is not known how he came to be employed by the billionaire Just Hammer, or how Gill acquired a duplicate of the original Blizzard's battlesuit. I'm gonna say, Justin Hammer just put out job requests for people who want to fight Iron Man, and he was just like, oh, okay, cool. And the second question was, do you have a battlesuit? And they said no. And then Justin Hammer made one for him. Yeah, just you know, uh, you know, put a, put an ad up on. Uh, I guess it'd be like the want ads at the time. You know, yeah, must be- you know must must enjoy cold temperatures, um, seeing exotic sights, uh, must look good in tights, must be okay with getting regularly punched in the face by Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, apparently he is because he's still the Blizzard today. I think. Like that it goes around. I seen that it was in or a later stuff. So that's, uh, but yeah. Uh, so possibly Gil was accomplished to the first uh, Blizzard since Hammer financed the first Blizzard's 
reconstruction of his battlesuit, at least on one occasion. And it's also possible that Hammer owns Gil's battlesuit and allows Gil's to wear it at his service. Yeah, he's like a franchisee. Okay, so I just read half of his stuff, and so far that could have just been, we don't know. Shrug emoji. (laughs) Yep. The second blizzard accompanied two other of Hammer's employees, the Beetle and uh, Blacklash, on a mission to assassinate Clay Wilson, Clayton Wilson, the costume crime fighter, the costume criminal known as Force, who recently quit working for Hammer. That's a real bad severance pay. Yeah, getting killed by uh, supervillains. Yeah. Their first attempt was thwarted by James Rowe, an associate of the original Iron Man. Uh, the three Hammer mercenaries tried once again to kill Wilson, but were defeated by Iron Man, Rhodes, and Force himself. The Beetle, Blacklash, uh, the Beetle and Blacklash escaped, but the second Blizzard was taken in police custody. Later, Iron Man teamed up with Blizzard and other criminals battling the Ghost. And we'll actually get to talk about the ghost. That's right. And this. Uh, the ghost is, I have a soft spot for the ghost. Oh, sure. Um, then convinced the Blizzard to leave Hammer's employ as Tony Stark. He began trying to give Gil guidance for his future. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. He was part of a trio and then some rich guy said, hey, can you stop it? Yep, so he's 5'9", brown eyes, brown hair, weighs 152. He does moderate exercise, uh, no superhuman powers, and I'm assuming his suit does the same thing that the original Blizzard does. Um, so he has a battle suit containing microchipped cryogenic units, or micro-cryostats, that enable him to project intense cold through the ducts that encircle his gloves. With the freezing units at full capacity, Blizzard can lower the temperature by twenty in a twenty by twenty foot room from nine from sixty eight degrees Fahrenheit to thirty two degrees Fahrenheit in thirty uh, seconds. I like how they uh, they describe his powers in the terms of like a thermostat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's one way to do it, I guess. I mean, you can also say you can freeze water in 30 seconds in a 20 by 20 room. But may- maybe maybe they wanted to be real precise, even though I don't think that would really matter too much in most situations. Mm. Is, is, six, is, is 68 Fahr- uh, degrees Fahrenheit supposed to be, like, comfortable temperature? I think so. I'm, I'm Canadian, so I couldn't tell you. It's, it's like, I would describe it as room temperature. Kind of like mm-hmm. it's not it's not cold, but it's not hot, like it's just kind of right. meh um you could put a blanket on if you wanted to, but you probably wouldn't um so also integrated into lining of sleeves is a system of flex- flexible tubing that carries water to a miniature electric turbines and is two miniature electric turbines in his gloves. By emitting the rotter as a mist and freezing it with his micro cryostats units, uh, he can create snow flurries. The which I'm gonna say is the most the most intimidating type of snow. Um, and he also can emit as a spray, so he can make a sheet. And if he does as a stream, he can make icicles. 
Uh, concentrating both his gloves' powers on a single stream of water, he can create super dense, uh, super dense ice dart, capable of being flung with enough force to dent a half inch steel, a half inch thick steel. Um, the water and cold ducks are capable of shooting streams of snow with maximum range of fifteen feet. Blizzard can encase people within ice and create ice slides beneath him or create a barricade of ice. His battlesuit is fully insulated, so he's immune to the effects of his own weaponry. And he carries the electrical power unit for his microcircuitry on his back, which I also feel is a very bad place to put your stuff. If there's firing stuff. <laughs> like, put it on your waist or something. Something that you can easily get to, not on your back where someone can hit it when you're not looking. Is wouldn't that be embarrassing, Rob? If you're just like, "Hey, I'm gonna freeze you," and then Spider-Man like like takes your electrical supply off, and then you look like an idiot in front of Iron Man. Yeah, I mean that's pretty standard for like an Iron Man villain, though. It's the you know you, half the time he beats a guy, and it's it's the power source. It, like yeah, most of the time, like he either builds a new suit or it's a power source. It's you know, but um, I would want to say that that there is a couple of details that is lacking. How is he carrying enough water around to do ice sheets? Usually it's like he draws the moisture from the air, like Iceman. But but it says, though, very specifically that he shoots it from the thing. Like, it doesn't say anything about drawing it from the air, right, though. Right, it must be a thing where he draws it in from the air. Because, like, if he's not drawing it in from the air, then how is he, how is he getting that much water? Yeah, he's like, just walking around sloshing. Because, like, I, because, like, just like a gallon of water weighs a decent amount of wa- a decent amount of weight, yeah, even well, if you're super strong. Of course, it's no longer his problem, uh, because following the Infinity crossover, it turned out that he had uh, inhuman heritage, and uh, thus was given ice powers by the Terrigen Cloud. It would have been real funny if he got like fire powers instead. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like or or is this completely unrelated? Like, well, like what if he just got like. I don't know. He got like rabbit powers or something like that. Be like, mm, mm. No, I don't know. You probably remember this part of the original uh, of the. Was the original? Was was it Jack Frost? Was the original Blizzard? No. Well, no. The original Blizzard was originally called Jack Frost, and then took Jack- on the much cooler name Blizzard. Okay, so there was a um, there was a character I remember in the first one, and it was in the Book of the Living, I think, mm-hmm. and it might have been Jack Frost or something. Um, but it was like describing him as having like a suit the entire time. But right. for one, for one paragraph, someone's get real snippy with someone be like, well, apparently for like one issue in the Hulk, he had ice powers and then <laughs> later he lost him somehow. <laughs> it's just, I love the one thing I liked. I, I hope that happens a little bit more. The, this one. But I loved it when they would just get snippy when someone just forgot about the powers of a person or just their history. Yes. And they'd be like, somehow this happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go back to their non-snippy tone right after. <laughs> um, but yeah. You, like, so, so, uh, whatever you, like, whenever you do, like, the, uh, you going through the history and stuff, and you're doing the research and stuff. Mm. If you notice, like, maybe a writer didn't necessarily know all the stuff, and they just threw a character in that was completely different from what they did. How do you how do you adjust? How do Usually you do that? Usually, you kind of try and no prize it. 
you try to no prize it? Yes. Like, have you had you how many how many have you had a no prize? Uh, not too much, really. I'm I'm not. I mean, I am obviously a continuity stickler, but you know, I'm aware that you know human error can creep in, and sometimes um you're able to cludge it into even a different character entirely. Like, uh, for instance, uh, you know, the Hood had, like, that big organization of super criminals. Yeah. And at one point, uh, the Constrictor was seen amongst them, but the Constrictor at the time was with the Initiative, so he would definitely not be amongst them. So we were able to find uh, the Squid, a Spider-Man villain who basically looked very similar to that, and said it was actually the Squid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because like, because it seems like the the eighty seven one just was just like it just got real snippy and called it out. And just and they went back to it. Yes, of course. I mean, you you have to remember that those people were like working all day and night in the Marvel offices, building themselves pillow forts when it was time to go to sleep. They were probably yeah. tenuously clinging on to sanity. Yeah, no, you you can tell towards the end as well. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, there has to be, because, like, especially now, because, like, we have, like, what, like, 80-something years Mm -hmm. of, like, history and stuff. It's, I mean, I I was just kind of doing a thought experiment of trying to construct, like, a a handbook similar to the original handbook, and you just have to cover so much more. Uh, You know, Fantastic Four, number one, the sort of canonical start of the Marvel Universe, even though, obviously, there's Golden Age stuff. That's 61, those Marvel handbooks started coming out, like, mid-80s. We're talking, like, 20 years of history. Yeah, and they and they still managed to like not cover a significant amount of characters. Yes, and so now you know we're we're talking you know three times that, and yeah, golden even- age stuff, and stuff from like the fifties, you know, giant monster stuff. Yeah. So, and also some stuff is just not in. Uh, some stuff is also isn't in um, continuity anymore because the original handbook stuff had. Uh, Dr. Mnemonicus was uh, still uh, a Godzilla villain. Yes. And, and everything. Mm-hmm. I think they mentioned the Micronauts and uh, Rom the Space Knight multiple Definitely. Uh, well, I mean, Rom has stuff. his own entry. Well, Rom do- well, actually, Rom does. I think I was on that episode. No, you were on that one. Because, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't. I There's. I mean, I don't know how I would do it, honestly. So. I, I, but that's probably why there's a team. A whole team for it, not just one person. But but yeah. Mm. So um I think we're pretty much done. So what do you what do you have uh to plug? Oh uh, uh so I've I'm on another podcast, uh Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. We go episode by episode through a bunch of Transformers cartoons. We've gone we started with Beast Wars and we've gone all the way up to uh Robots in Disguise, 20 years later, um, and I'm also a member of the Marvel research team, and we conduct various research projects for Marvel, but we are also uh, responsible for writing the handbooks, and there are three handbooks in various stages of availability right now. The Empire Handbook is in stores now, the Ten of Swords Handbook is coming out in a few weeks, and the just-announced King in Black Handbook is out in December. So for Three of Marvel's biggest events of 2020. Your guide to them is uh, soon either can be in your hands now or will soon be. So check those out. Yeah. So uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called 
over Innsmouth, where I, with a friend, read H.P. Lovecraft stories and go through them. Uh, and we also release like a uh, audiobook version as well. So if you want to listen to some spooky stuff, that is something that uh, is available now. I think we're on our like temp story mm. right now, out of fifty something, probably, probably Ooh. more. So you know we have a lot there going on. Mm. Uh, so I also uh, have a Patreon. If you want to uh, throw me some money, it's uh, Alphabet Flight on. Uh, it's Alphabet Flight if you search for it, or you can go to. Patreon.com slash Alphabet Flight. And if you want to see everything, you can go to the social media, uh, to the social media accounts for this uh, podcast at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. So, uh, yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight. And uh, may Contri protect you through all of your night's travels. Good night. Good night. Mm-hmm.